Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to you all. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and you can visit us at www.yieldtothekingministry.org. Today I'm going to talk about fasting and prayer. Oftentimes, congregations will call for corporate prayer and fasting during different seasons throughout the year. Seasons such as Lent, Advent, and sometimes even Pentecost. We are drawing very close to a 40-day period that some would refer to as Lent. And Lent is a time of repentance, fasting, and preparation for the coming of Easter, also known as Resurrection Day. It's a time of self-examination and reflection, a time for Christians to focus on their relationship with God. Now, traditionally, if you observe Lent, you intentionally give up something or abstain from something, which is seen as an act of sacrificing, or you may volunteer and give of yourself to others. This season of Lent, which begins 40 days before Easter, represents the time that Jesus spent in the wilderness enduring the temptation of Satan and preparing to begin his ministry. This year, I'm really excited about this, I have been invited to participate in a 40-day congregational fast for the first time. And this fast is to begin on March 1st, Wednesday, which is also known as Ash Wednesday. The 40 days will end on Palm Sunday, the week before Easter and or Resurrection Day. There are some significant days that are also known as holy days that are worth mentioning. So Ash Wednesday is March 1st, Palm Sunday is April 9th, Good Friday is April 14th, and Easter and or Resurrection Day is April 16th. All of these days speak to Jesus' triumph over sin and death. So I have to say that when I started preparing to find out if God would have me to fast, to participate, and I asked myself, how would I respond? How am I going to respond to this invitation, this congregational invitation? I have to admit that I was more familiar with prayer, and fasting was a little more foreign to me. So I began to study fasting as a part of my mental preparation, and I asked God, I prayed and asked him to make it clear to me why I would fast or maybe even why people choose to fast. And this is what I came up with. Fasting brings a sharp focus to the dramatic differences between our physical and spiritual natures. So fasting is a very personal event. It's not for everyone to see and everyone to know. It's very personal. And in fact, in Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 18, 
uh, Jesus instructed those who were fasting to not make it so obvious. Don't, don't, and you know, show it on your face. Just fast it and make it a se- fast and make it a secret issue between you and your Lord. Fasting can also be from things besides food. So in 1 Corinthians, Paul is instructing a married couple who has, has chosen to, to separate. Um, he's instructing them that their bodies don't belong to themselves, but they belong to each other. And, and as, they don't, as they're separated, don't deprive one another. And then to devote themselves to fasting and prayer. And then I also learned that Jesus does not require fasting as a part of Christianity. So we know that it's one of the Christian disciplines, but it's not required. And uh, in Luke chapter 5, verse 33, we have the Pharisees saying to, to Jesus that John's disciples fasted and prayed, and the disciples of the Pharisees did the same thing, but they noticed that uh, Jesus' disciples continued to eat and drink. And Jesus answered and said, Can you make the guest of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? And then he goes on to say, but the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. In those days they will fast. And then fasting also is a form of worship. We see in Luke chapter 2, verse 37, in mentioning the prophetess Anna, that uh, she was a widow for uh, uh, up to 84 years. Uh, yes, 84 years. And she never left the temple, but she worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. So we have some scriptures also. I I did quite a bit of research, and I continued to pray and ask God, and I was led to to some scriptures uh, and reasons why one may choose to fast. So again, it's a personal decision. No one can tell you to do this. No one can say, come along and join in. This is what you have to do. It's your decision. And we can fast and pray for health, uh, David did so, uh, and he sought God, and, and he fasted and went into his house and spent the days and the nights on the ground. And then we can also pray for safety. We have a situation in Ezra where he beseeched God. He claimed the fast and said, let us humble ourselves before our God and ask him for a safe journey for us and our children with all our possessions. That's Ezra 8.21. We can pray and fast for deliverance, and we have that example in Esther chapter 4, verse 16, where Esther was getting ready to violate the law and, and beseech the, the, the king without being summoned. And she sent instruction to Mordecai and said, Assemble all the Jews who are found in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat. And she was specific on what to do and how to do this fast. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my maidens will fast in the same way, and thus I will go to the king, which is not according to the law, and if I perish, I perish. Fasting and prayer is also an act of repentance. We have an example of that in First uh, Samuel chapter 7, verse 6. And then also it is seen as a sign of mourning. And there's an example of that in Second Samuel chapter 1, verse 12. And then we're all faced with making decisions, major decisions or minor decisions. It doesn't matter, but it's, it's pretty dangerous if we decide that we can make a decision without seeking God first and his counsel or searching his word for our answers. So before making a decision is another way, reason for fasting and prayer. 
And we have an example of that in Acts chapter 13, verses 2 through 3, and then also Acts chapter 14, verse 23. And this is what it says. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church and with prayer and fasting committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. So there we have it. We have that fasting is is personal. And you've got to be intentional when you approach this. You have to uh, have a reason for doing it. It's not something that you just do uh, off the cuff or uh, just because everybody else is doing it. And I started out saying that I was invited, and I wanted to know personally how I was going to respond. And so in, in preparing emotionally and physically preparing for my fast, I thought, wow, I should go ahead and do this podcast and share this information with others. So next I had to discover what types of fasts are there. So there are full fasts, partial fasts, modified fasts, and then there's some that consider uh, the Daniel fast. And these all range from abstaining from food completely, like I mentioned before, during a Lenten season you might decide to give up a certain food. And then uh, if you give up that food completely, you're drinking water, only water and or water and juice. And then some others may approach it with not eating from sun up to sundown. So when the sun rises until the sun sets, there's, you're not doing anything, you're not eating, you're drinking maybe water or water and juice. And then others may say, well, I'm going to give up non-processed, uh, I'm only going to eat uh, foods, wholesome foods. I'm, I'm going to give up the processed foods. And then others may say, I need to cut back on meat and bread and sweets, and so I'm going to give that up for, for 40 days. It all depends on you. It's a personal decision. And I made a point to say that in the promotional material, that it is so personal because it's a time for us to draw closer to God and to allow him to speak and for us to gain spiritual strength. It is not a time for others to know. And so with that, it's our decision. So it's really what God reveals to us. And I've been on this journey uh, trying to come to a God-given decision as to how I'm going to respond by March 1st. So God reveals to us after we seek his guidance and direction, and then we must consider our overall health. And I would strongly suggest that you even consider talking to your primary care physician on the type of fast that would be best suited for you. And, you know, I am looking at a 40-day fast, but your fast could be uh, seven days. It could be three days, it could be 14 days, it could be 20, it could be 10, it's up to you and it's between you and God. But the main thing is that we must prepare ourselves both spiritually and physically and approach it sensibly. Now, 
uh, in pre- preparation for the podcast, I had to come up with a title and then also a short pitch. And this is uh, visible to those who are our followers and who know what our upcoming podcasts are going to be. But the title for this one is Fasting and Prayer, Your Spiritual Arsenal and Gateway to the Supernatural. I believe that when we go into a fast and a prayer and we're seeking God, and it's for a particular reason, whether it is for our health, for safety, for deliverance, it's an act of repentance, it's a sign of mourning, or we're trying to reach or make an important decision, I believe that it unleashes God's supernatural power, and it becomes more obvious and visible to us in our everyday lives. And then the short pitch is, Every believer can have a season of fasting and prayer. The key is just knowing when and if it is for you. And again, I go back to it's a personal decision. So in closing, I just want to recap. I want to say again that fasting brings a sharp focus to the dramatic differences between our physical and spiritual natures. Once I was pretty clear on the subject of fasting after I completed all my research and I continued to pray, I came to know why I personally would begin my fast on March 1st, Ash Wednesday, and that I would fast for 90 days up through Palm Sunday. So my response to the invitation to join my congregation in this 40-day fast is yes, I will do that. But I have a reason, and I have an understanding, and I've heard from God. So I pray that something was said today that has encouraged you, and that maybe even you were challenged to consider fasting and prayer as a Christian discipline. So I just want to say, until we meet again, May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. Thank you for joining us today, and God bless you.